Hello, this is Jackie Hedeman. I'm here with Kate Lebron for our podcast, The Cold Take. On The Cold Take, we write letter essays to each other, and then we read them, and then we talk about them. This week's topic is moving. Ooh, and by that, I think we mean the transporting of belongings to a new house, as opposed to just yes. movement. Yes, Great. or even not that this week's topic is moving, like emotional. True. Or I liked that you put that in your email as a joke, and I liked it. Yeah, I usually send Cade my letter with like the subject line, topic, fill in the blank letter, and so it'll be like grapefruit letter, and this was like moving letter, and I'm like that would be an alarming subject line to receive. <laughs> moving letter i know i'm like um (laughs) like okay (laughs) do i want to open this (laughs) right like is this a is this like an homage to like ariana grande concerts what the fuck is this do i need to sit down first what's in here yes oh my god did you see lord has a tour now happening in the books I know okay and then I like tried to I like okay I saw the initial site and then I tried to google it and like couldn't find the site again and I was like what is happening so it was like a mirage I had I went on a similar journey with that because I was out of town oh yeah by the way hi we're back summer is hard we're We're just here we're here when we're here um but I was out of town and I was like not really on the internet but I saw that there was a lord tour and I was like oh where when how and I yeah same thing like I went and I looked at the dates and it was not for sale yet and I was like okay I'll deal with this later and then forgot about it and then went to look for it again and it was like it had vanished but I have subsequently found it again and it is totally sold out (laughs) that was such a journey of the sentence I was both like oh okay oh yay oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) yes also, um, okay, honest question. Do you like her new song? No. Me neither. <laughs> what is it? I don't, I, I, uh, like, I'm sure I can acknowledge that, like, it might, it's fine. She's still very good. But, like, I do not like it because that is not what I go to Lord for. No. Like, I don't go to Lord to feel good. <laughs> Also, it's like it's conceptually interesting, but not like catchy. It doesn't doesn't stay with me in any way. It feels kind of like, have you listened to the new Marina songs? No. Are they also like this? They're good. I mean, (laughs) I need to caveat this by saying I love Marina and everything she does. However, I found these songs to be kind of stupid because like, like the her vocal ability is still there like the melody is still like that cool minor key thing she's got going on that's all great but it's sort of like about like mother earth (laughs) and i feel like lord is on a similar train and it's just kind of like this feels like a early 90s captain planet like thing that is gonna be really um dated really fast i also i mean it's like i you know i'm entirely on board and frightened about climate change and the climate crisis but i feel like the lord song is not what i would make of that no (laughs) no no you're right because i'm i'm like looking at the song as being like a little too uplifting for like my lord yeah (laughs) my lord my lord but 
On the other hand, it's not quite like, I don't know. It's not like doom and gloom, but it's also like not as like pump it up as it needs to be if like that's the goal. I know. I'm like, if you're trying to encourage people to use solar power, like I agree with you, but I don't think this anthem is really going to get people there. No. Yeah, they both, both this and the Marina songs, not in like tone or uh, whatever, but they have like a little element of like, we are the world where I'm like, I don't want to like jam to this. What was that really bad song that Bieber made that like Ariana Grande was on that was like a the world oh, needs to be better song? I don't remember. Bieber, I remember that this happened, I don't, but not. I don't think he actually made it. Sorry. I feel like it was someone else, oh. but it was, he was oh, okay. on it too. And everyone was an animal. Uh, <laughs> no, I do not remember this. I will find it. Good. Please do. Because that sounds um, horrifying. It was really bad. It was. I think that that was like either before the pandemic or early pandemic. And it was like, what is this? This is broken. That's probably why I don't remember it. I feel like I was just so like, I don't know. I was like muting phrases on Twitter hither and thither at the time. Cause I was like, I don't want to think about any of this. So if the Justin Bieber song was a casualty of that, sorry to the Biebs. Um, also have I already, I mean, I have opinions about this, but have you listened to the new, like, Taylor Swift Big Red Machine song? No, but I saw your Instagram story and I googled the lyrics and I was like, listen, there is a way to do this. And the way to do this is Casimir Pulaski Day by Sufjan Stevens. Oh, I haven't heard that, but... That's a great song. It's about sneaking in someone's window and, like, helping them out. I just felt like the song, okay, it's unfortunate, it's kind of like similar to the Lord song, like, I really don't like this song. I think the lyrics are super ableist, but unlike Lord, because she's still Taylor Swift, this song has been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. And I'm just like, come oh, no. on. <laughs> no, Taylor, come on. It's not fair. You cannot use your, like, melodic gifts to promote ableism. I'm not here for it. Totally. I was definitely, when I looked at the lyrics, I was definitely ready to have to, like, do close reading to find the ableism, and that I did not have to do that. It's funny because there's, like, I think that there is some more, like, lines that, like, I quibble with where I feel like there is slightly more buried ableism, but there's so much ableism on the surface that it's like, no, it's, this is this is just text. It's not subtext. <laughs> totally. I Yeah, that was the journey I went on. Also, like, I, I think... Taylor Swift, like a lot of good singer-songwriters that I like, you have to hear the music also. Sometimes just looking at the lyrics does not convey that it is good at all. Exactly. Wow. Did, are you saying that the lyrics perhaps are bad? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. These are bad. Like, these are specifically bad. I think she has other songs where if I just saw the lyrics, I'd be like, is this a good song? But then you hear the song, you're like, oh, it is a good song. This one, I'm just calling it bad. It's bad. Yeah. And it's probably not going to grow on you. No, but evidently it will just be stuck in my head. And then typically my antidote to that is to, like, listen to the song more. But this one, I'm like, I don't want to give you my, like, Spotify plays. No. Not, not even, like, YouTube. It is frustrating how, like, all the free all the free ways to watch a song are actually now just supporting the song. Which... Is good usually, but... That in this case. Yeah. Um, do you want to read your letter? 
Yes, I would love to. I'm like, how do we do? Oh, yeah, we're just chatting. Uh, okay, let me arrange this so that I can look at your face for when you make meaningful eye contact. Why every week I'm like, how do I make this document small? There it is. Okay. All right. Dear Cade, I moved a lot for a while there. There were seven years where every summer I packed up my own stuff or someone else's and moved it to a new location. Then when I lived in Ohio, I only moved in and moved out, and now I'm here. It's been a while now since I moved. In fact, I'm closing in on a tie for longest amount of time in the same bedroom in my adult life, three years and some change. Probably this is part of the reason I'm getting itchy feet. There are other way more compelling reasons too, but the moving thing is why we're here, what we're here to talk about. My favorite part of moving is deciding I don't want something anymore and shoving it in a bag alongside all the other things I don't want and making a massive donation run. There's something so cathartic about deciding you're going to draw a line under the self that wore that particular sweater. The bummer cousin of this feeling of elation is when you're unpacking in your new place and you realize you've brought a bunch of stuff with you that you don't really care about and now have to figure out what to do with. And now I'm going to devote a paragraph to the undersung hero of any move, the person whose job it is to hold the door open. Dear person, you know who you are. You may feel as though you're not pulling your weight or lifting it in this case. You may feel as though you're surplus to requirements, but I assure you that is not the case. As someone who has overburdened her arms with many boxes and bags more times than she can count and then attempted to like hip check her way into a vestibule and summon an elevator with the edge of a cardboard box, rest assured that I know what I'm talking about when I say that the most important person in any move is the person who sees you coming and holds the fucking door open. The second most important person is the person who unpacks the kitchen. In my family, my mother is both of these people. Since I'm rarely the person who unpacks the kitchen, I kind of live in awe of this as an activity. It seems thankless. A lot of reaching and lifting of things that you have to be careful with. The antithesis of my favorite thing to unpack and pack, but dear God, not lift. Books. Unpacking books is a joy. Bam! Instant decoration. Packing them is the most satisfying game of Tetris ever conceived. Lifting them is an exercise in masochism, the likes of which I immediately scrub from my memory the second I wander into a library-used book sale. Do I learn? Never. But I have fun not doing it. Love, Jackie. I love this. I agree with all of it. Yeah. All of it is wisdom. Right? It's like, books. Why do I own so many books? I got rid of a lot of my books when I moved from Ohio to Pennsylvania. That was smart. But then I missed them. Yeah. It's hard. And and then, like, when I, when I moved here, I had, like, one big, big bookshelf of books, and that was all my books, and it was, like, why? Why would this? This isn't enough. You got to be surrounded by Yeah. Them. No, it's got to be like a whole wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten very mo- many new books since then either. So. Yeah. Small books. That's, that makes sense. I think in the past year, I've bought the fewest number. I've acquired the fewest number of books I've ever acquired because there hasn't been as much random browsing and being like, you know what? I think I need that book. It's been more like, I have a book that I need to acquire and I will like go through this labyrinthine process to avoid Amazon and I'll get the book. That actually, that makes me feel a lot better because I feel like when we were just like, when I was like, oh, I haven't acquired books and you're like, me neither. I was like, oh shit. Like we've been inside this whole time. Shouldn't we have been like buying a bunch of books on the internet? But you're totally right. It's all dependent on like going into a bookstore and being like, oh yeah, I've heard of this. And like my friend said that they like this. I'll buy that. Whatever. Yeah. You're in like a small bookstore and you're like, I want to support them by buying a $25 book. Like, 
they're so lovely to like get to the register and be like, oh no, $60, whatever. It's for a good cause. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like to go to a giant, like used book place and like wander and get the giant stack and be like, these 10 books are like, yes. the best books in this store. Like I'm so excited, you know? Oh God. Half price books. Yes. Light of my life. Fire of my loins. <laughs> There's this incredible, like, um, independent used bookstore across the river from me that I've just been thinking about through the whole pandemic and haven't gone to. I've just been like, yeah, when it's safe, I want to go there. They have cats, they have books. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, totally. I think I, we've sort of talked on this podcast about like the weird, like fantasy slash fixations we've had about like the thing. Yes. In my case, like bad white wine at concerts or in an airplane, like, I have better wine available to me on a daily basis. What is the fixation? But it's like, oh, yeah, if I'm drinking, like, cupcake Chardonnay, it means I'm doing something fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like uh, I feel the same way as a, like, not really drinker person about the bad seltzer Mm -hmm. with lime at a bar. Yes. It's kind of gross. But, like, it means I'm... Yeah, like, from the, like, soda stream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's like you're drinking it and you're like, is it possible for seltzer to be watery? Like, what do I mean by that? It's just not right, you know? (laughs) Yes. However, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the density of bubbles is wrong. Yeah, right. It's like, it's not that it's not carbonated. It is carbonated. But it's like, you're right. It's the density is incorrect. Also, um... Going back to your letter, the thing about your mom unpacking your kitchen, yes. My mom unpacked my yes. kitchen when I moved here. It was like, yep. it's incredible. It's like the nicest thing. What a do. godsend. Yeah. Because it's also like, I think everything else, I'm a pretty fast unpacker because I just don't like having boxes sitting around. But usually it's like, because it's fun, it's like, how am I going to arrange my closet? And like, how am I going to put the books? And all that's really great and exciting. If someone else did not unpack my kitchen, I probably would be, like, going in for a fork here and a spoon there for, like, way longer than I should. And, yeah. (laughs) And, like, you're so right about, like, the, like, unpacking of, like, the delicate glasses and stuff when you're just, like, like, every single move is a risk. Why would I do this? Totally. It's, like, oh, and then packing them. Like, unpacking them is, like, a mathematical puzzle of like geometry but packing them is like oh no (laughs) I've just started with glasses I've just started packing them in sweaters Mm, that's them in sweaters but then it's like you end up with these giant plastic tubs that are like sweaters wrapped around wine glasses right (laughs) yeah it's like the opposite of the books where it's like it takes up so much space for so little, but it's easy to lift because there's like nothing in there but air and sweaters. Yeah. My... And then there's like the teeny tiny box where you're like, this looks fine. And then you go to lift it. You're like, oh, my God, it's every Patrick O'Brien novel. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Lifting books is like it does look so manageable. And the little like book boxes, it's like someone decided that this size was right. And then you try to pick it up. It's like, nope, wrong. No, no, incorrect. <laughs> we need to make yeah. even smaller, like, half book boxes where it's, like, ten books. And you're like, yeah, sure. Agreed. I'm, like, a banker's box kind of woman when it Ooh. comes to, like, packing anything. Ooh. And because it's got the handles. Yeah. But, like, with the books, it 
really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, because the handles are sort of like, oh, God, it's not enough. Like, I still have to cradle this somehow. I'm just going to disclose, I have to move next weekend. So anything oh God. you say, I'm taking as a tip. Anchors boxes. <laughs> Because then, too, they're easier to put, pick back up once they're, like, on the ground. Yeah. This is the other problem. It's, like, when something's really heavy and you can't, like, get leverage on it to, like, pick it up off the ground, having the handles is useful. Yeah, because I feel like I'm always trying to put, like, with little heavy boxes, I'm always trying to put them, like, on top of something. Like, if I can put them on the mm-hmm. counter, then I can kind of grab them back again. But no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Handles. Handles. Uh, what's my other tip? having someone to hold the door open my mom gets like so because as all of us it is i believe it was shakespeare who said when you're yeah when the sun rises in the morning you carry boxes when it sets in the evening you hold the door open um she's like irate as someone who used to be like i'm carrying all the boxes that like she has sunk so low as to hold the door open and i'm like listen lady like i have moved before without someone to hold the door open and this is like the greatest gift any human has given another human just like stand there watch me walk down the hallway open the door magnificent i don't have to put anything down i don't have to like do the weird contortions incredible side tangent do you remember that guy who once carried the amp for us yes oh my god oh my god Let's set the scene. (laughs) There we are in a parking lot in downtown Columbus, Ohio. And for the fifth month in a row, we are carrying an amp that is significantly heavier than anything I have else I've ever carried myself. And uh, this amp is so gigantic that I just like don't even attempt it. Basically, like what we had been doing was like you would carry the amp. And I would hold the door and feel really bad because I'm like, I know that you don't want to do this either. But like, I don't even think I could get it at all. Like, <laughs> No, totally. But also door helpful. But yeah, this amp, whoever constructed this amp was like clearly like a burly roadie because it had like a small flaking handle on top as though that was supposed to be sufficient for any human to like pick up this ginormous block. So anyway, we're like waddling our way. I'm like waddling my way with the amp across this parking lot. And this and Cade's holding like 12 other things that we're carrying down to this reading. And this man appears out of nowhere and is like, would you like me to carry your amp? And I was like, yes, I would. Thank you very much. And he actually did a helpful thing. And like, okay, the, the bar is very low sometimes. But like, he like did a helpful thing didn't like bother us didn't like then stick around and be like so what are you ladies up to like he just did the helpful thing put down the amp and then i think he just left yep and vanished it was incredible yep yeah and i like i was i was proud very proud of him (laughs) i was very proud of myself for like getting over my instinctive like no i don't need help and being like yes yes please carry this (laughs) take it away take the damn (laughs) amp yeah and then we were we were handing the reading series over to like the people who were taking it on for the next year I believe that same night and I was like so um anyway at some point we have to like exchange this amp or you know we could just leave it here and you can take it with you at the end of the night and they were like oh totally that one over there like yep absolutely like run (laughs) goodbye to the amp goodbye to all that yes 
Yes. I think it's it's also funny because I feel like uh, the person we're, we were handing it off to was sort of like, oh, like, it can't be that bad. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that, buddy. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and your co-officiator. Yep. Just, like, both of you. Yep. Yep. Then we didn't have to carry the amp anymore. No, it was... What a beautiful thing to not have to be involved in anymore. Yeah. We, um, when I was in Columbus, like, oh my gosh, that was like a few weeks ago now. Uh, we pa- we drove by Barley's where we would have that reading series. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Barley's. <laughs> Barley's. It's like telling Kevin, like, they let us have the reading there every month for free. Totally. They were like, you guys definitely drink enough to justify this. Yep. Shout out to MFA programs. Yes. Every time they would be like, okay, you have to have a minimum of like 12 people or whatever. And every time I would just like lie through my teeth and be like, sounds like we'll have that many people. And sometimes we did and sometimes we didn't, but it was never a problem for the bartender. No, they were always very, very nice. So shout out to Barley's in Columbus. Yes. Yes. Host your events in the basement. (laughs) um but yeah I I feel like um carrying that amp when you're like you don't have to like carry things that much in like regular life because I feel like we don't have to carry stuff in our lives correct yes it's like anything like the amp or like freaking moving you're just like what sorry I have to carry a bunch of boxes why would I do that oh yeah no definitely I think I've talked about this when we talked about the cabin on this podcast before but like every time I'm in a situation like that where it's like you have no choice. Like there is something really heavy that you have to carry. Every time I sort of become this like, I don't know, like anti-feminist heterosexist version of myself where I'm like, I just need to meet and marry a man immediately and like make him carry this. Make him carry it. (laughs) Or counterpoint, hire movers. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. That seems less expensive in the long run. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking touche. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) I just, right after that, this small rock, like, just stabbed me on the floor of this closet. I'm like, I think that was karma. Like, everyone on Earth listening to this is like, shut the fuck up. Movers are less expensive in the long run. I've been killed. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. No, at some juncture of my life, I will hire movers because that's like one of those things where I don't know. We may have talked about this before, but like, there are like ways that I grew up like having things done. Like, not, not like, big things, just, like, small. Like, my parents never took, like, cold medication when they had colds. Not because they were, like, against other people doing it, just because, like, it never occurred to them. So I never took cold medication when I had a cold. And, like, a huge part of being an adult for me is being, like, hold on. Like, it's possible to make your life more convenient by like taking these small steps to like make your life more convenient. Shockingly, yes. (laughs) Like pre-sliced cheese or whatever. I'm like, huh, what an interesting thing. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Kevin has a few of those that, like, I notice from proximity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, like, fully sure, like, what they are at the moment. Oh, like, headache medication? Yeah. I think that's me yeah. for him. It's like, yeah, you don't have to just have a headache all day. <laughs> no. What's so weird is, like, I would all, we, like, we it was like, oh, yeah, take a Tylenol or whatever. Like, that was part of it. But, like, there were other, like, anything not Advil or Tylenol was, like, not part of any equation. <laughs> yeah. With movers, I think the first time I saw someone hire movers, okay, this actually, this makes me sound, like, very, very obstinate. But one time when I was moving with Megan Alley, they hired movers and I was like, no, <laughs> me and my brother can just do my stuff like on my own, whatever, man. Like this is so unnecessary. We're moving inside of one city. Like no. Those are the hardest moves. Yes. And now I'm like next week I'm moving and I am hiring movers because. We learned. Yes. We learned. Yes. We learned and moving is very difficult and I'm not good at carrying boxes. So. Right. Yep. I, yeah, it's like, you can hire movers, hire movers. I also just love the image of, like, Megan Alley just, like, lying on the couch, like, drinking margaritas as you and Jacob, like, shuttle boxes hither and thither. Yeah, and they would be like, oh, like, this is the time that the movers are coming, and I'm like, well, that's nice, but, like, we're just gonna, you know, we got this. (laughs) Classic. Classic. That's the other joy of adulthood is like looking back on past cells choices like that and being like, what, girl? <laughs> no, it's like you don't have to be so contrarian. Like you don't have to like put your whole like self on your back and be like, no, I got it. I don't need any help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Hiring movers. Did the movers you hired, are they the kind that will like also pack or do you have to pack? Uh, I have to pack, but... Most of our stuff is in storage and already packed, so we just have to, like, pack up, like, the stuff that's in the current apartment, which isn't, like, a ton of stuff. And then I think the thing that, like, is stressing me out is, like, so, like, when you were talking in your letter about, like, the joy of throwing stuff away. Yes. um, But then, like, so much of my stuff is already packed and in the storage unit, so I don't get to, like, go through it all first and be like, do I really want all this crap? Yeah. Like, it's just all going to (laughs) come. Yep. I've been thinking a lot about that recently because I have had for years now like a lot of stuff boxed up and most of it at this point I used to have clothes boxed up boxed up but now they're all here with me but um I still have a lot of like books and like bedding and like kitchen stuff in boxes yes and I'm sort of like I'm pretty sure I still want all of it, but I'm sure there's like random shit in there that made sense for a grad school student and will make no sense for like whatever self emerges from this like chrysalis. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel that. I have a lot of clothes that I haven't worn like since the beginning of the pandemic, like all the like work clothes. Oh yeah. That I'm just like, like a suit. Am I going to wear a suit again? Right. That's the other thing, like the pandemic part of this, like, and it's so, it could be so easy to like convince ourselves that like, where are my dress pants? Whatever. I have like a whole, I have a hanger just like kind of dripping in dress pants from like two lives ago. And I'm like, I feel like I'll need these. And then I'm like, for what? I don't know. I cannot foresee ever having to wear them again. 
Ooh, remind me I have a work question for you after this. Ooh, yes. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) Dress pants. Thought. Dress pants. But yeah, no, seriously, like, why would we wear dress pants? It sounds awful. Seriously. I know. It's like, at this point, I'm like, well, okay, I have enough dresses now. Like, that can just be what I do. I can, like, literally imagine, like, the uncomfortable feeling of wearing my dress pants that are, like, Mm kind of like tight and annoying and just being like why would I do that like ew and the fabric is always just like that like sensory hell (laughs) I've been looking at like different work clothes on thread up and I'm just like will Mm. these be better or is it all just the same right exactly yeah that's the other thing I like I think sometimes the like there's like the slice of my parents in me that's like oh clothes are clothes across time so like why would I get rid of these then it's like clothing technology has improved perhaps there actually are like comfortable dress pants out there now but i'll never find out about it i know almost like the like dress pant yoga pant thing Mm -hmm. i know i'm like curious about that oh i i just got jeans that i don't hate so ooh, where are they from i think they're from the gap okay i got shorts i don't hate back to a different episode they're from old navy um, your f- former roommate, Allie, may have recommended Old Baby. I can't now remember who it was, but I think it was her. Um, what kind of shorts? Are, are they, like, jean shorts? or what? They're jean shorts. Um, they're high-waisted, uh, but they're not, like, they're comfortable. I have some, well, who knows, because they're in storage. They've been in storage for a long time. But I have some jean shorts from Old Navy as well, in theory. <laughs> guess I'll Guess I'll see them soon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, wait, do you want to read your letter? Yes. Also, so like, caveat, I wrote this letter like multiple weeks ago when we were going to re- record and then we didn't. Yes. And the, oh my god. At the time, I was not 100% sure that I'd be moving. Cool. And now we've like, signed the lease on the new place and are definitely moving. So this is a little like, odd timing wise. Anyway. That's good. I think usually this that's me who's like, I wrote this five weeks ago. I don't stand by any of this anymore. So it's nice to be on this end of it. <laughs> no, it's me. Okay. <laughs> Dear Jackie, after all these wildly pleasant topics this, this season, grapefruit, books, lipstick, mermaids, cocktails, I kind of can't believe we're gathered here today to talk about the wildly unpleasant topic of moving. Moving has got to be one of my least favorite activities, and unfortunately it's something I think I'll be doing soon. A local move, but still, geez louise, no move is fun. Okay, past self. Also, unfortunately, I think it's something I'll have to keep doing at least several more times in life between the current moment and death, so that sucks. My brother and I were just talking about a time he helped me move from one house in Columbus to another. One of the most hilarious question mark moments was when he came to grab a box I'd been filling. It was a huge box that had a lot of tiny little objects in it. Think assorted pens, hair ties, desk supplies, random lipsticks, etc. The kind of stuff that maybe someone with a lot of money would just throw away in a move and then rebuy, but which most of us instead have to dump into a giant box. He picked up the box and the bottom of it fell out and all these tiny objects were scattered all over my soon-to-be-former bedroom again. I probably could have just collapsed on the floor crying at that moment, but instead we laughed about it and I put together a different box and put all the tiny objects into the new box and we kept going. It was a funny move too because we had a ton of help. 
not like professional help, except for the movers hired by Megan Alley, who we did not interact with. Uh, but my roommates slash friends had their partners come help. And I had my brother there. And one of my roommates had her dad come too. So anytime we wanted to do anything, like pick up sandwiches from Subway or do yet another trip from the old house to the new house, there were like seven people minimum to coordinate. And it was ridiculous. This was one of the more fun moving experience I've experiences I've had and still it was exhausting and it took too long and boxes broke and people got frustrated. Every time I move I end up wishing I was a minimalist. Also that I could just live in one place close to all my friends and family who absolutely live nowhere close to each other forever and ever and not have to move at all. In the past six years I've lived in seven buildings and the transitions from one building to another have been generally painful. Not because I miss the old building but because the process of moving is so horrendous that you'd think humans didn't spend any time or effort anticipating or improving the process. Also, just to highlight it, this is a process that favors wealthy, able-bodied white men. Everyone else has a rougher go with moving, and so uh, maybe that has something to do with why nobody has significantly improved it. Just a thought. Love, Kate. What an excellent point. <laughs> that really goes back to the tiny handle on top of the amp, doesn't it? <laughs> the world is designed for someone else. Who could it be? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. It's like, we definitely have never been like pulled over by the police moving giant boxes out of the houses that we used to live in. Yeah. Nor accused of breaking into a new house while moving into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's like a ton of white privilege here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord Almighty. It's so, you're so right. Like this one, the sort of like seven people involved in a move, the funnest, the easiest, still terrible. Like. (laughs) Still exhausting. Yeah. Like surely there was a door holder in all of those people. Lovely, remarkable, but also like. I don't know. I think it must be just like other things in life where it's like, okay, you do it by yourself. It's like super hard in one way. You do it with a handful of people. It's like easier in some ways but harder in others because it's like schedules egos <laughs> it's logistics i know and just like even like the process of like what sandwiches does everyone want from subway and it's like well i want this with olives and pickles and like whatever and you're just like okay like yeah <laughs> at that point i could see striking out on my own <laughs> being like I'm going to Jimmy John's and I'm also not hiring movers. I'm going to Jimmy John's. I'm not hiring movers. And I also need six hours to just sit by myself. Yes. With my tiny objects sifting over them. I remember at one point in the new house, we like went over there and Jacob and I discovered that you could open the window in my bedroom and get out onto the roof and like sit on the roof. And I just like I remember went that. out the window and sat on the roof and was like, okay, I'm alone. <laughs> I think... I remember hearing about that because I was out of town when all this went down. And then I came back and I was like, show me your new house. And you're like, and that's the roof where I sat for like half an hour, losing my entire mind. <laughs> I'm like, good. I think I like, I think I posted like a picture of it to Instagram with the caption, like a roof of one's own. Which is- that was it. That was it. Like, okay, past self, passive aggressive much. Why do I remember this so vividly? <laughs> I feel like when you got back, it was just kind of like, look at our new house. And also like this and that. And we've all been like, that was the summer that you were gone. And I was like traveling and. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. What a time. (laughs) Right before third year, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) What a time. Yeah. 
a roof of one's own indeed i know it's like you spend like two years in a grad program and it's just like do do we need another year (laughs) it's like yeah we could we could most of these are two years i mean this seemed like a really good idea still i think it's like probably the right amount of time to write a thesis but uh we could also just you know call it call it done now (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah I liked that. I also like, I imagine, because you moved from like a pretty large house yeah. to like a normal sized house. Yeah. Which was a transition. Was there like downsizing involved? Yeah. And I think also just like when we were trying to put together like the living room and kitchen, especially, it was like, how do we like, you know, like, because it was mm-hmm. like you have a, an amount of like couches and comfy chairs and stuff that in the old house was like, great, you know, like this all fits and then in the new house it became kind of like cramped and I don't know if you remember this it was sort of like comical to like walk through it was like there's too much furniture here it definitely was like the few the times I went over there for like parties or to hang with like more than two people we would all just like sit in the dining room table (laughs) but it's like I don't know I really liked the second house but it was definitely smaller and Mm -hmm. also uh upsetting that now in Columbus it's like whatever we were paying for like our house is now like what people are paying for like a freaking one bedroom. Like, yeah, geez. that really like, I mean, it was already going that direction while we were there, but man, the gentrification like took its steroids and like ran off into the sunset. It is notable <laughs> when, when we were back yeah. a few weeks ago, it was like upsetting. It was. Yeah. And there are apartments like in, like, the short north, like, like fun area, like, where, like, people go party for listeners who might mm. not have been to Columbus. Um, there are, like, apartments that are sitting empty. Because, like, who who's going to pay, like, $2,000 a month for a one-bedroom? Totally. Right. Especially there. It's not like it's Chicago where it's sort of like, okay, I have to do this because the suburbs are too far away. Yeah. In Columbus, the suburbs are right there. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, why would... Oh, God, that's so frustrating. We walked by a building where they had, like, first floor apartments that are, like, these one bedrooms. And we walked by... It's, like, five of them on the first floor. One of them was occupied. Ooh, that's creepy also to be that one person. I know. And it's, like, you don't want to... And also, it's, like, you can see in a ground, but that's a separate issue. But, like... Yeah, yeah. right. (laughs) Like, first floor apartments, no thank you. (laughs) No, but it's a lot of, like, it looked like a lot of empty housing. And then you hear, like, oh, it's really hard to get housing in Columbus. It's like, well, I think what you mean is it's really hard to get, like, affordable housing. Right. Yeah. I, yikes. I can't imagine. Because also, too, like, I mean, while we were there, I could be wrong. They could have expanded this. But I feel like when we were there is when they were like, okay, freshmen and sophomores have to live on campus. Which, like, I don't know. We both went to colleges where they guaranteed housing all four years, and I am in favor of that. Like, yeah. that is the only responsible way to do this, but whatever. Um, I understand that it's like a logistical nightmare somewhere like OSU. But then it's like, okay, well, where are these students living? Like, because I imagine student housing is just going to get like shittier and shittier. By student housing, I mean the like off-campus landlord situation. Yeah, Kevin and I were actually just talking about that because he did the like his school was four-year residential too in college, mm-hmm. and he was like didn't love it because the housing was really bad and mm-hmm. like expensive, you know. And he was like, "Oh, I wish we could have just moved out and lived in our own apartments." So I'm like, "Yeah, but like when I would hear from OSU students, like you know, students in our classes or whatever about what it was like, it's like 
the housing is overpriced. The landlords don't care if it's good. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, it's like something breaks and you don't get it fixed. Yeah. And also students being like, I remember students being like, how do you get electricity? Like how do, where, how do you set that up yeah. and pay the bill? And it's like, yeah, that's a lot to handle if you're like 19. Totally. Like here, your entire life is changing at once. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, people reach that first electricity setup at different stages of life, but like, it was kind of a lot for me at like age 22 to deal with. So like, but there were like other things that I had gone through already. So it wasn't like everything at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but yeah, no, I think it's like complicated, but anyway, and yeah, it's, I don't know. I remember in Columbus too, when you'd move, like if you'd move in the summer, all the students are also mm-hmm. moving and it's like impossible to like rent a Oh my God. <laughs> And, like, every liquor store is like, no, we just gave away our last box. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's um, it's wild. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. It is nuts to me how, like, college towns, like, they rent so far in advance. But, like, at the same, but still everyone moves, like, August 1st or whatever it is. And so it's just, like, it just seems like a nightmare to break into if you're not, like, a grad student or you know a young professional who can kind of like be a little smarter about it yeah totally I mean I remember like one of my landlords in Columbus being like oh like are you gonna okay so like lease expires like what July August and I think like in February or March she's like well we need to know if you're gonna like renew and if you don't renew like now but you still want to like rent in the future the rent price is gonna go up by like four hundred dollars it's like (laughs) okay like that's wildly not cool Yeah. (laughs) No, that's nuts. I just, yeah. It is interesting. I haven't been back in maybe two years. Whenever I emptied my storage. Or no, no, no. When we went to the King Princess concert. (laughs) That was the last time I was there. Oh, so it was February of 20. Yes, yes, yeah. That, like, exists outside of time. It's like, it just happened, and then, like, nothing else happened. Um, But... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Even, like, the first couple times I came back and visited, like, like for the Lord concert, I was, like, so shocked. It's intense. By how much everything had changed already. Yeah. And all the gentrification and everything. Like, now it's, like, we saw, like, we didn't go in anywhere because pandemic. But, like, we saw, like, clubs in the short north with, like, lines to get in and, like, bouncers with velvet ropes. What? In Columbus, Ohio. No. (laughs) In like, and also people were like dressed to the nines. It was like 90 degree heat. Oh my God. This looks miserable. That looks terrible. Also, wow, I'm sorry. But like even there, which was sort of like the like higher end partying. Again, if you're like not working, I'm sure stuff happens downtown that I just like had no idea existed because I'm not like a finance person but like I don't know even like at those sort of more kind of like hey like we're going out short north it was like Birkenstocks jeans shorts like you could wear sweatpants who cares like yeah yeah and now it's like, that's nuts yeah I know I was like looking at like there a lot of it like surrounds the corner where like Surly Girl used to be and I was like you, uh! could, just, you could just go hang out in your sweatpants yeah. Which makes me sound 12 million years old and probably is not an appealing, this story is probably not appealing to anyone who's like 20, but. Right. 
Except for this is your future. Yep. I don't care where you live. This is going to happen to you. <laughs> you will be in your late 20s, early 30s and just be like waiting in a line to get into a place. What? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, no, I'm still going to be cool. Well, Kate and I are both still cool. However, the call of the sweatpants is strong and not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yep. You can be cool in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. You can wear oh, both. Yeah. You can wear a whole sweat outfit. Yeah. Just a thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm like vigorously agreeing while at the same time being like, okay, that might be a bridge too far. <laughs> I don't usually do it because I get overheated. I usually pick one. Right. Yeah. I I mean, as we've discussed, like I'm team long pants, short top, your team long top, short pants. Short pants makes it sound like like British people like we're in like the 1800s <laughs> right being like he's still in short pants <laughs> you made me think of like like a Tamara Pierce book yes <laughs> oh my god Ugh. shall we recommend some things yes let's recommend things uh what oh what's your first my first one. Oh my Jesus fucking Christ I finally watched I may destroy you <gasps> Um, it's, have you seen it? I've only seen like the first few episodes. I haven't gotten all the way in. It's like, I, I, I mean, (laughs) the biggest content warnings of all time for like sexual, for rape, but also for like the all fallout aftermath of that. Like it's a very fucking intense show. Um, and I started watching it because I heard like everyone loves it so much. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I can finish this TV show. But then I stuck with it because part of me knew I was like, all right, she's genius, writer, director, star. She will like close out the narrative. Like it will not be tied up in a bow, but like if I keep watching it, it will be like closed out. And it was, um, And so that was, it was great. I highly recommend, but with like every, like, know thyself caveat known to man attached. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just be honest. I couldn't finish it. I thought, I think she's incredible. I think the writing is amazing. I think she's a freaking genius, but it was just too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really fucking intense. Yeah. I think I'll probably go back to it at a different point because I want to like close it out, but yeah. 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 But also like, no need. <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, okay. On a similar note, my first recommendation is The Morning Show. Have you watched that? No. Wait, is that with Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Ooh. Um, so The Morning Show is on Apple Plus. Is that what it's called? Apple TV? Apple, yeah. Apple whatever. That one. Um, and it has Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, um, and it's like a Me Too era story. Hmm. of like a bad man at a morning news show um how did i not know that was part they did not advertise it that way no it looks much sunnier than it is in the advertising yeah um wow it's pretty incredible at times even sort of like shakespearean Ooh, ooh, okay and i would say that while it does deal with like heavy subjects um so like trigger warning like sexual assault and like uh like workplace harassment it it doesn't go into like a lot of detail or like um what would I say like explicit like scenes or anything so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay I 
that makes me want to watch it more because I was sort of like, oh, that looks good and it's gotten good reviews, but like, eh, I don't know. But like knowing there's like a there there is exciting. There is. Yeah. Cool. Um, my second recommendation. Wow. I did this in the reverse order. I usually do. It's, it's better to like ratchet up to intensity, isn't it? Than to like take it down. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, my second recommendation is, um, the book last night at the telegraph club by Melinda Lowe, which like, I don't know whether it's like technically YA or if it just has like a teenage protagonist, but, um, it's set in the 50s San Francisco in Chinatown, and it's about a um, teenage girl, like, coming out and, like, discovering herself and, like, going to a lesbian bar for the first time with, like, her first girlfriend. And, like, it's not – it definitely doesn't sugarcoat, like, homophobia or racism, and it's pretty, like, upfront about, like, the way those things intersect or don't um, – uh highly recommend it's definitely like it does not have a fairy tale ending but it has a very cute one (laughs) amazing title yes late last night last night late night what did i say last night at the telegraph club Mm. okay my second recommendation is bike shorts have i already recommended this on this i don't know but preach the gospel okay it turns out i love bike shorts i think i spent a lot of years being like bike shorts are like tacky 80s clothes um, turns out they're great uh very comfortable like leggings but short uh you can wear them under skirts or dresses if you so choose uh they're very nice to wear they have expanded my summer wardrobe considerably uh i'm trying to think where has cheap ones um oh old navy has cheap bike shorts Ooh, especially online nice. they're harder to find in stores um and target in their like Okay, so they have the expensive bike shorts in, at, at Target in the, like, athletics section, but they have cheaper ones up front in the, like, you know, the, like, wild fable section. Yes, yes, yes. Cheaper ones are there. So nice. depends on your, like, bike shorts budget. I, I skew cheaper, but I think now that I know that I wear them a lot, I might get some of the, like, fancier ones that are, like, more like leggings but shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like bike shorts are another instance of, like, if you don't, like, know about them, like, discovering them can be, like, what have I been doing my entire life? Exactly. Also, you don't have to ride a bike to wear bike shorts, because I do not ride a bike. Just a thought. Correct. The underskirt value of them is um, legion. Can't be can't be overstated. No. <laughs> Um, my final recommendation is the weirdest fucking one and requires probably the most explanation. Um, my final recommendation is German national soccer team goalkeeper Manuel Neuer because he, uh, where to begin? So European Cup is happening right now. Um, at time of recording, it's, uh, winding down. We're heading into the semifinals. Um, Germany is out right now, sadly, but uh, before they went, Manuel Neuer consistently wore a rainbow captain's armband, and at first UEFA, which is like the governing body of the European Cup, was like, you can't do that because it's a political statement, and he was like, no, it's a solidarity statement, and they were like, okay, you're right, and then um, Germany was going to play Hungary in the stadium in Munich, 
And Hungary just put into place a bunch of anti-LGBT laws. And so the mayor of Munich was like, hey, I got this idea from Manuel Neuer's armband. Can we like light up the stadium in rainbow colors during the game? And UEFA was like, no, because that would be a political statement. And so he was like, okay, fine, we won't. But then every other stadium in Germany lit their stadium up in rainbow colors on that night. And, like, there were people in the parking lot handing out rainbow flags. And, like, Manuel Neuer's there on social media making these, like, delightfully passive-aggressive posts where he's like, all set for the game, check. And it's, like, cleats, uniform, prominent rainbow armband, like, draped on top of all of it. And, like, then he's, like, at the press conference afterwards, like, stripped down to, like, normal clothes. But he's, like, got it on his hand and he keeps, like, touching his face so it's, like, very obvious to the camera. And I'm just like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I don't know whether he has a gay family member or like someone on the team is gay or he just has the Holy Spirit or like whatever the situation is, but I am all about it. And he's very like, other than just like putting it out there constantly and not saying anything about it, which I think is like the most like cool stoic, like jock thing I've ever seen. And I'm super into it. And like, on the one hand, I'm like, this is kind of like the bar is so low that I'm like, but I'm obsessed with this like trend and concept. And I highly recommend just like Googling him. <laughs> that is awesome. Also, yep. I have not been watching, um, but I see that um, in the semifinals, Spain is playing Italy on Tuesday. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Might watch that yes. One. Get into it. That one's going to be intense. I love, love a Spain game. Mm-hmm. Um, Spain game. Okay, for my last one, oh gosh, I was gonna recommend vaccines because please, if you haven't already gotten a vaccine, get a vaccine. There's there's yeah. my bonus one, um, but actually, yes. what I would recommend is Duolingo. Ooh, this, uh, do you remember? This is like a few episodes ago. We were talking about how like we like I was like oh like we're such perfectionists and like I wish I could try to learn Ukrainian, but like my perfectionism would probably get in the way. Well, mm-hmm. I have been now learning Ukrainian on Duolingo for like 18 or 19 days. It's very fun. If you like phone nice. games, it's sort of like you're playing a phone game, except like the opponent is your brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good. I love it when my opponent is my brain. <laughs> yep. uh, I wish that it, okay, my critique of Duolingo is that I wish that it like taught you the alphabet explicitly. Instead of just, like, having you sort of, like, be like, oh, yes, like, this symbol is sort of makes a D sound, and I'm recognizing it from words, like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. but you have to do that with, like, every letter, so it's really hard. I wish that they would be a little bit more, like, from the very bottom up, but I do feel like uh-huh. I'm learning things, so. That's so cool. It's fun. Also, like, oh, my God, I, that, it just, like, warms my soul that you're, like, I'll show myself perfectionism. No, I'm not. Like, that. Now I feel like I need to, like, start teaching myself how to draw. Yeah, you should do it. Yes. I wonder. Oh, man, I love that. Is there something like Duolingo but for drawing? Probably. <laughs> right in, listeners. Yeah, is there an app for that? Yeah. Like, or do I just have to, like, sit in a field? Because I'll do it. I mean, maybe not literally sit in a field because, like, ticks and shit, but um, I'll sit near a field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I read ticks. I have a weird story for you after we. Yeah. Well, let's not put these nice people through that. Um, 
So uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Play. I said iTunes, I meant Apple Podcasts. All those places. All the places. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at Cold Take Podcast, and you can go to our website, which is thecoldtake.wordpress.com. Boom. Uh, See you next time. See you next time.